Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 2nd of March. The war in Ukraine has three transmission mechanisms to the global economy. Higher commodity prices, the direct consequences of sanctions, whether government or private sector sanctions, and the continued collapse of the Russian economy. It is commodity prices that are the most significant, given the relative small size of the Russian economy, and the war has continued to push commodity prices higher. In addition to current sanctions, which will be increasing the cost of purchasing anything that comes out of Russia, there are de facto private sector sanctions, the world's major shipping companies refusing to transport goods to or from Russia, for instance. There is also more discussion about Europe refusing to purchase Russian energy. It is worth remembering that this is the first European war with a Twitter handle, and social media has proved capable of mobilising public opinion behind measures that just a few days before would have been considered extreme, with political decisions then tending to follow what is trending on Twitter. There is also the possibility that a prolonged conflict will halt Ukrainian wheat and corn production. What do commodity price increases mean? The issue is complex, but there are four key points. First, commodity prices are not consumer prices. Energy commodities are most closely linked to consumer prices. Food prices in developed economies are mainly labour costs. There is not a one-for-one link, although retailers may use commodity prices as a convenient excuse to raise consumer prices, playing on consumers' naive acceptance. Second, commodity prices tend to feed into higher frequency purchases. Consumers' inflation expectations are driven by their current experience of high-frequency purchases. Consumers' inflation expectations are not important unless consumers change their behaviour as a result of those expectations. This does not often happen. Third, to the extent that commodity prices are passed on to consumers or are used as an excuse to cover non-commodity-based price increases, consumers will have less money to spend on other goods and services. This may be an increasing focus at a time of record global goods supply. Fourth, an extreme shock, either in price terms or in if supply is cut off, will lead to a reaction. Markets tend to underestimate the ability of people to adapt in the face of a crisis. This could include energy efficiency. Working from home can cut energy consumption in an economy by 10 to 15%, for instance. Or it might lead to changing eating habits. Estimates vary, but about a third of all food produced globally is never eaten because it's wasted. Commodity price increases are a relative price shock. Prices of non-commodity goods and services may well decline if those products see demand falling. Stopping commodity supply, no Russian oil at any price, for instance, is a supply shock that may then produce a demand reaction. We hear from two central bankers today. US Fed Reserve Chair Powell and ECB Chief Economist are both scheduled to speak. The economies are affected differently by this situation. Europe has the risk of a supply shock if Russian energy is either sanctioned or cut off. 
the US has more of a price shock in that oil is so lightly taxed in the United States that the relationship between consumer prices for energy and the commodity price for oil is far closer than is the case in Europe. However, in both cases, the question is whether there are second round effects. A commodity price increase on its own is likely to be treated as a growth deflation shock. It is negative for growth in commodity consuming economies. A commodity price increase that leads to a wage cost price spiral is a price inflation shock. A growth deflation shock argues for more caution on central bank policy. A price inflation shock argues for a more aggressive policy that seeks to push growth below trend. There is no evidence of a wage price spiral in developed markets at the moment, and a prudent approach is likely to be emphasised both by Fed Chair Powell and ECB Chief Economist Lane today. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 